Today's workshop is all about how to deepen your relationships. Friendships are so important to us and because they're so important, <laughs> it can also feel stressful. So we're gonna talk and look at some of the different information that we can use. I'll have a little serve, a couple slides in. So you need a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be big. You can even use, if you have a post-it note handy, you can just use that. This workshop is for you. So if you have questions, comments, if it ignites a connection in your head or a story, or you wanna share something, let's just make this a safe place. Share here is gonna stay here. Tonight, we are talking about how to deepen those relationships and those connections. We're going to specifically look at how are your friendships? How maybe are you a little bit on the sideline right now in terms of where you want to be socially and you're struggling or trying to figure out how to get more connected and it's feeling a little hard or you just don't know how to make it happen. And then we're going to also look at what are some of the healthy relationships and some of the possible toxic relationships. But the reason we want to talk about this is because when we can deepen our relationships and we can improve our relationship skills, it's going to help you move closer to what you want to have in your life. And we know that when we have healthy relationships can offset so many other stressors that we experience. First, I want to look though at what are the consequences of maybe having unhealthy relationships or a lack of relationships. And if you have something that you want to add to this, something that you see in your life, feel free to shout it out. Welcome, Caroline. When we look at unhealthy relationships or if we're lacking a relationship, the first thing that sometimes happens is that when we're not connected with others, it ends up impacting how we feel about ourselves. And that then impacts our self-esteem. And then when our self-esteem is not as high, it can add to feelings. And when we don't have connections, it adds to feelings of sadness, isolation, loneliness. Because when we don't have someone to share things with, it feels that we're alone. And we often then sometimes get down on ourselves. We feel that there's something wrong with us because of that. And then when people feel alone in life and they don't have someone supporting them, life sometimes becomes more difficult and more stressful. You might feel overwhelmed by the different challenges that you have because you guys, when we look at it statistically, students, teens, you guys are the most stressed. You're more stressed than possibly your parents. So when we feel that disconnect, our stress level goes up. And then not having people to share things with in your life, the good and even the bad, it can lead to that sense of lack of fulfillment, a feeling of loneliness, a feeling that maybe something in your life is missing. And that can lead to like that depressed mood or just loss of joy and that feeling that, oh, is it always going to be like this? And then that 
can lead to a lack of confidence. Not having other people in your lives to encourage you, to support you, and maybe having that lower self-esteem can then result in a lack of healthy connections, which then leads to that feeling of self, that lacking of self-confidence, that lack of belief in yourself, that you can handle things, that you can succeed in things. And if you're feeling like you can't succeed in things, your willingness to take risks and to face different challenges, that goes down. And so then you believe that you don't have what it takes to handle the different challenges. And that's really hard. So what I want us to do is we're going to look at how do you feel about yourself? When we've looked at teenagers and we've asked them, like, how do you see yourself in social situations? A survey found that about 51% of teens see themselves as someone who tends to fit in pretty easily, that they get along with their peers. And then almost identical to that number, 48% of people feel that they stand out or perhaps feel a little alone. And you might shift back and forth between sometimes I really feel like I fit in and then sometimes you might have an experience that leaves you feeling, wait a minute, I don't feel like I fit in. I feel like I'm standing off by myself. But the good news, no matter where you stand on this, you're not alone in your experiences. When we look at these numbers, 48% and 51%, that's so many of us, right? So when we think about that, there's so much that we can do to shift and change our experience. And a lot of times, if we feel like the ones that are standing out alone by ourselves, you're not. And just knowing that other people feel this way, it feels hard to feel disconnected or not to have as close a relationship with my friends as I want. But this is meaning that you're not alone. And it also means that we can change some things for you. So we are going to do a little survey to check in with ourselves and see how you are in your relationships. Very simple. It's only nine questions. And what I want you to do, you can just take a piece of paper and you can just number it one through nine. And then you can just put a little check mark after that number if it is something that you feel really describes you. As I read some of the statements, you may find that maybe it applies to you a little bit. I want you to think to yourself is more often than not, does that statement describe you? Does it describe you the majority of time? If you have a question with the meaning of the statement, if it just doesn't make sense, let me know. You can always put it in the chat so that I can see. We're going to first look at the first three questions, one through three. We're going to look at your satisfaction with your current relationships. So thinking about who you spend time with, how you spend time with people right now. The first statement, I feel like I don't have enough people in my life. This can be friends. It could be supportive family members. It can be acquaintances, people that like maybe you sit next to in school that you might say hi to, but maybe you don't go and do things with them outside of school. Mentors could be like adult coaches, 
teachers that you're really connected with, maybe like a piano or some other type of teacher. And then I don't have anyone I can talk with um, about problems or when I have a problem, I don't have someone that I can talk to help me fix that problem. You would put a check if that feels true for you. I don't have anyone I can ask to hang, that says hand, but it's meant to be hang out with, with me when I have no plans on a Saturday night. Okay, so those are the first three. The next set is all about your communication in relationships. Okay, question four. People in my life tell me that I don't communicate well. Number five, people I'm close to complain that I don't open up to them. Maybe that I peer closed off or I don't share. And then question six, I tend to end relationships because they aren't going well without trying to fix the problems first. And then the next three are covering unhealthy limits. Question seven, I feel like I either give or take more in my relationships rather than having a balance of give and take. I either give a lot to my friends or maybe I take more from my friends. I need more. Eight, I feel taken advantage of in my relationships. And then nine, I tend to get into unhealthy relationships with people who don't treat me well. Maybe they might bully you. Maybe they have a lot of like negativity or they're into a lot of drama or maybe they're, pardon me, doing things that are like bad choices. Let's check in real quick and see. And you don't have to share your answers, but how are you guys with that? Do you notice an area where you had more checks than other areas. So we had unhealthy limits was the last three. So that was seven through nine. We had communication was four through six. And then our satisfaction in relationships, that was questions one through three. So where did you guys end up, Lauren? I think I had the most checks on the unhealthy limits page. Okay, the last one where just maybe giving a lot to friends or doing a lot to feel taken maybe advantage of in your relationship. Yes. Okay. What else, what did other people experience? I see Caroline, she had in communication, she had a lot of checks in People maybe not telling people saying like that maybe she doesn't communicate well or maybe that she doesn't open up enough or that if a relationship's not going well, that maybe she's more likely to leave that relationship. What about some other people? What did you notice, Grace? Did you have a kind of a, something that you noticed in that? I had one check, but like the one check that I checked was like, it was like, I should put like 15 checks because like I really relate to it. It was number seven. Like, I feel like I give a lot to my friends and they give and they don't really give. Like, it's just like my friends, like I give a lot and they don't give as much. 
that. Okay. So you really have that set. And so that one, just by you saying, I could have put 15 checks by that. So it's like, that is really big and that does impact your relationships a lot. Do you see that since you could have put 15 checks, do you feel that happening or do you notice that feeling or those thoughts on a daily basis with those, with friends? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say. Okay. Cause like half of my friends, like half of my friends, more like three quarters of my friends, I give a, get, I like really give a lot to, but then like half of them, like, I like don't need anything. They, okay. it's like, they don't take anything. It's like kind of. So then you have, okay. So there's two different groups. So there's a group that feels maybe they don't, they're not as needy. It sounds like that what you're saying. And then there's the other group that really requires a lot of you or of you giving yourself. And if you don't give yourself to them or what would happen in those relationships? They probably get really mad at me. Okay. So then some of it, do you do some of giving is to keep things easy in the relationships, even though it requires a lot and it feels uncomfortable for you. Yeah, like it's almost like putting their needs first, like making sure that they're comfortable in the relationship, even though it's like a lot of work for me. Okay. I think a lot of us can relate to that or have had relationships at time like that. Thank you for sharing, Grace. Eva, what about you? I definitely agree with what Grace said. Like every day I'll go around school and I'll be complimenting people. You know, I like your shirt, your shoes look great, but like I'll be giving so much, but nobody will be like, I like how your hair is today, Eva. And it like hurts a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm like, I really am trying. Yeah. I like really like, and it sounds like you're trying to be very genuine mm -hmm. in that connection. And then it just doesn't, it do doesn't feel reflected back at all. Yeah. Do you like when, and this is open to everyone and Mia, like I know with being in like high school, why do you think that is that some of us may be so kind and conscientious, we're really kind, caring, empathic people. And so we put out there really what we're hoping to get back. And why is it, do you think that sometimes we don't get it back from some of those people? What are some of your ideas on why that's happening? I would say that they just don't, they don't value your input. Say you think you have a great relationship with someone. You think that on your side, it's all about perspective. And you, then they just look at you as, oh, I know her or something like that. They don't like see you as a complete, oh, she's a really close friend. They might think or think of you. Just like, oh yeah, I see her sometimes. And they won't like completely value the effort that you're putting for them, but you're not getting it in return. Okay. So some people may not, okay, I hear what you're saying. They may not, because of, they may not see you or identify you as a very close friend. So it may not, they may not reflect it back. I think that's interesting. And I know... I, I mean, I even, Eva and Grace, and I think so many of us probably have had these experiences where we really try to be very kind and aware of other feelings. And we do these kindnesses and we're just really hoping this will eventually come back to me. Um, by being kind, I'm putting out there kind of like the golden rule, like treat people how you want to be treated. 
but yet it doesn't feel like it's actually working in your favor. And that can be very difficult. And you're completely not alone in that experience. So I'm glad that Eva and Grace, that you're able to share that because sometimes just hearing it from another girl helps you realize this hurts. It's frustrating, but I'm also not alone in this. And sometimes I wish we could just gather all of us and put us in the same place because then it would feel much more connected. So we'll look at some of the reasons maybe why that's happening and some things that we can do to try to find some more balance in that. Does anybody else want to share? I know Caroline had shared communication. She had a lot of checks in that area. Lauren, I can't remember if you had shared and I didn't want to skip over you if you wanted to add something. Lauren. I did a lot of checks on the last page. Okay. I did all three of them. Okay. So then... Sounds like Lauren and Grace and Eva can really connect on that. Sounds like you guys have an area. Mia, for you, was there a particular area that you were noticing some checks? I only got two checks. One was in the lower half. Okay. And the other one was in the middle. In the middle. Okay. So some of the communication. Yeah. But I, well, yeah. But I felt like the lower half was a lot easier to identify as you get older. Okay. Why do you think that is? Just because I feel like the different topics were easier to, as you grow older and you're not worrying that much about the first couple of options, but like the last couple, you can see the difference. Okay. Yeah. And I guess also managing those relationships as you get older, because you're probably doing a lot more where you can go out, you see the different connections in your relationships. So some of what we're going to focus on is some of the things that we can do to help us in our relationships as we try to move forward and try to deepen our connections. So the first thing though, is most of us, we, the problem we have in life is that we are used to doing things in a particular way because we learned to behave in a certain way. The good news though, is that we can learn different strategies and different ways of behaving, of being healthier and more effective in our relationships so that we can feel more connected. So the thing that we need to do is first really look at ourselves. That's where we have control. That's where we can make the biggest change. It's just even first with ourselves. So increasing our self-awareness. Sometimes there are things that we do that impact our connections. And having just done this, you all have identified some of the areas. Like, for instance, Grace and Eva and Lauren, I that kind of like that those healthy limits. That may be an area where you might need to pay some attention and to focus some of your time and how are you showing up in those areas. So the thing that I also want you to think about is say if we could travel to class and you're sitting in class and you're looking around, what is it that you notice happening around you? You notice, are you focusing on what the people around you are doing? Are you worrying about, I have to come up with this answer. They're going to maybe call on me. What is the next thing? perhaps even worrying about like what people think of you. And so when we can start to be aware, our thoughts about ourselves can sometimes cloud us and they can sometimes make us feel 
a little overwhelmed and blocked. And what happens is sometimes we're trapped in the past and we're thinking about things that have happened with past friends, past situations, or sometimes we're worrying about the future, things that, you know, might happen that we aren't really aware and in the present moment. And when we're not aware and in the present moment, we're really missing out on what's happening around us. And so that's one thing that I want you guys to really be aware of. And even as we go into this next week, I want you almost to think about seeing yourself almost like a drone flying above you or this little version of yourself that's following you throughout the day and just being a very aware of what am I thinking about right now? Where do I have feelings in my body? Are there certain parts of my body that feel tense and tight? Do I get nervous when I see a certain group of kids? Do I get nervous going into a particular class? And just looking at yourself and trying to increase your own self-awareness of what's going on for you. The next thing is then what I want us to do. We can reduce our emotional pain when we focus on the present moment. And when we are mindful, we're not judging ourselves. We're just really paying attention to what is happening. When we remove our worries about the future and we remove our frustrations and anger and hurt from the past, we stop focusing on those things like what happened last week and we're just focusing on the present, it removes some of the pain. Even if what's happening in the present moment is painful, we know that we're, we just have to deal with this painful thing. It puts us back into that mindset of just being mindful of what is happening in the now. And sometimes when we go back to different situations that have happened with friends, or we think to ourselves, like, I'm always the person who is so kind and nice, and I'm always saying hi to everyone. When we relive that pain, it's going to help keep us trapped in that pain. When we go through our day and we just try to be very mindful and present with ourselves, that can help us release some of that hurt. And when we release some of that hurt, then we're not always looking for evidence of it to show up. Sometimes what happens is almost like we put on like our glasses and we're looking through a lens to look for evidence of either people doing things that have hurt us or ways that people are going to mistreat us. And I'm not saying that I want us to always assume the best in others and that we shouldn't pay attention to things that have happened in the past that have taught us. We definitely want to carry forth the lessons that we've learned, but we also want to be mindful that we're not always expecting the worst thing to happen by just also being in the present moment. The next thing that we want to do is we can reduce our emotional pain through acceptance. So it's acceptance of ourselves and just knowing that we are this lovely human being that is worthy of love and friendship and connection and that we just have a lot of acceptance for ourselves, And then when we also have that acceptance for ourselves, 
and we're in that mindful moment, we can also become aware of the emotions and needs of those around us. And not that we have to always change what we're doing to make others happy, but we can understand why people are maybe acting a certain way. And that can help us get out of some of that anxiety and get back into our what's happening in the now so we can feel more balanced with the people that are around us. One thing that we did a little bit of talking about is there's a lot of research on loneliness, especially after COVID, because we know how much there was an impact in our connecting with others. You all were at a very pivotal point also in your development. And so missing some of that connection, it does have an impact on us. One thing that they've looked at with loneliness is how people feel with how they connect with others. And 65% of people on this big research study that they did on loneliness in America, there was a big study that happened, I think it was in 2021. 65% of the survey respondents reported that they were better listeners to other people than other people are to them. So that kind of speaks to what like Grace was saying and maybe like to what Eva was saying to maybe what a lot of us have experienced. We feel, wow, I, I listen, my friends tell me all their troubles, but no one asks about mine, okay? And then 69% feel that they try to understand other people's experiences more than other people try to understand theirs. So there's this feeling that people have. But when we, when they were looking at the research, what they were finding though, is that these experiences that people are having oftentimes are their own personal, like negative thoughts about situations, that it is a self-defeating thought about their connections that are happening. And these self-defeating thoughts are impacting how people spend time with one another and how they go out and connect with others. And so one thing that I want us to really think about is that oftentimes it is our perception that's not to minimize that this may really be happening to some of you. You really may be experiencing people that aren't reciprocating in the relationship. But often what can also be adding a layer to that is our perception and our focus on that. So if we are able to try to take our thoughts away from that, it can sometimes help us to feel a little less lonely. And one thing that they are finding is the more connected we are with people and the deeper we try to connect with someone, the less lonely we feel. And when we can find balance in our relationships, when things can be reciprocal, where there's more of a give and take. So it sounded like in Grace's relationship that she was describing and in what Eva was describing, it doesn't sound that it's reciprocal. There's not the back and forth that's happening. 
So what we want to do is we want Grace and Eva and anyone who feels this way to continue to reach out, but we're going to look at how to be maybe even more specific on how we meet some of our needs, but then also how we connect with others. A little bit more of some research is up and down emotions. When we have our up and down emotions, when there's like drama perhaps in relationships, it kind of fuels that relationship roller coaster where it feels out of control. And so when we talked about being more mindful and aware of what it is that you are feeling and paying attention to like how you go into this new week, I want you to think about what is it that I'm feeling? What do I feel when I'm listening to my friends and they're telling me all their things, but no one asks how I'm doing? What is it that you're feeling? And we have like basic categories of feelings. We have like the basics like mad, sad, glad, and scared. So if we can even identify which category we fall in, then we can get more specific to our feelings. And I'm going to make sure that you girls have a copy of a feeling wheel because when we can really sit down and look at that feeling and really describe it because maybe it could be like, am I feeling rejected? Am I feeling left out, unimportant, unseen? Grace, I see your hand. I was just wondering, because I know how you're saying like, how like you want balance in your relationships, but what if one of the only relationships that you have balance in but it's also like a kind of like a toxic relationship because the other person is like really mean, but like, but they also, it's like half of the time they're really nice and half the time they're really mean. And so I, yeah. That's a tough one. And it sounds like even with that, it sounds like that relationship, right? You're on a, the emotional roller coaster because it sounds like you don't always know what to maybe expect from that friendship or like how things are going. When you think about that relationship, how much of the time do you think it is healthy and feels balanced? And then how much of the time does it feel a little like unpredictable, unkind, hurtful, sad? I feel some days it, so I think it's like majority of the time it's pretty good. But like when they are being, but when it's like bad, it's like really bad. And when it's really bad, what do you do when that happens? Is there something that kind of is the pattern? I usually just, I don't really talk to that person for a while because I'm almost like, I'm almost like on high alert. Like I'm not sure what's going to happen next. And so I almost do the avoidance that you're talking about. I think in the last like workshop, I think. Okay. Yeah. The social, yeah. In the social magnet, you do more of the avoidance. So with these relationships where we have, that's the most balanced relationship, but yet at times it can be very toxic or unpredictable. And then it's like, how do I manage? And so I'm wondering, and I, I wonder for the other girls, have any of you been in a similar relationship to Grace or have had this type of interaction? 
you can do just like a show of hands. Because I've definitely had this with some of my friendships. I see Lauren has her hand up. Eva has her hand up. Okay. For if anybody wants to share, if there's something that you've done that has helped in these situations, does anyone want to share something you've done or that you've tried? Okay. So that tells me these are hard things to figure out and what to do. In the situation where it feels good and it feels balanced and you're having a good time with that person, I wonder if there's a way almost to say, I really, this was such a good day. I had a lot of fun. This was so nice being with you and just doing like noticing and praising or giving positive reinforcement through comments and compliments when things are going well. And then when things start to not go well, and I want you to like, just notice, cause you're, it's probably hard. Cause like you're in that heightened state. So you probably get worried. And sometimes I know when we're worried, we don't always think as clearly, but I want you to notice what is it that does she, is it attacking just you? Is she unkind to other people? Are there triggers for her that you see or that you can find as being her triggers? And then what I would do is what you currently do. I would try to have some space when that's happening. Then after that next time that she does this kind of like emotional, like roller coaster, finding a time perhaps, my suggestion would be to talk about it and ask her just to like, I could tell you were really upset the other day and I know I really care about you as a friend. So that's like how we've talked about like that hamburger technique. It's like, that's the warm fluffy bun. And then the meat would be when you were like on Tuesday, I noticed like you were really short in your responses with me, or you said this and it just really hurt. And I felt, wow, wait, where's my friend? Why would my friend say this to me? So you would be pointing out using evidence and try to use like I feel statements or describing it from your perspective. And then it would be the warm, fluffy bun to wrap it up. I just wanted to talk about this and share this with you because your friendship is really important. I really care about you, but this really, I wanted to talk about because I didn't feel good and I didn't feel safe. And I thought you might not know how I felt and maybe we could talk. And that would be wrapping up that warm, fluffy bun. Now, I know not all of our friends are maybe as socially mature or emotionally mature to always respond with us. What do you think would happen, Grace, if you did something, obviously like in your words, but if you did something like what I described, how would that possibly work in that relationship? I think if I did that with this certain person that I'm talking about, I think that she would understand Okay. But then like, if I, if any of my like other friends did this, I feel if I said this to any of my other friends, I feel like they would like, feel like I was like, be, like calling them out or like trying to be offensive when I'm not. I'm just, okay. And so I wonder what in those situations, we might really have to think about like the setting that we're talking to them in because maybe like school maybe too triggering of a place for some people where they feel too like socially 
like under the microscope of everyone, even though I don't think you would do that in front of others. So it may be trying to figure out where would be, would there be another way to communicate that with some other people? The thing that's tough for some of you that if you're still in a class type situation where you're with the same people all day, every day, that is just know how difficult I know that is because you don't get a break. You don't have other interactions with other people that just bring some levity. I do feel that some of what you experience shifts once you're in middle school and high school, but I know when you're in it, it is so intense and difficult and frustrating and overwhelming. Keep, one thing that I love is when you guys share these situations, let's keep talking about them so that we can problem solve. You can always add something for those that are like my Brave Tribe girls, or you can always email me, or you can always, if you're in the Brave Tribe, you can always add this into the community page so that we can help support you. One of the things that we talked about in our last workshop is that like our emotions lead to our thoughts, our thoughts lead to our actions, and this can go around in different ways. One thing that we want to do is we're looking at how to deepen our connection with people. So we want to be aware that how you're thinking and feeling is going to impact your thoughts about yourself and about the situation, and that's going to impact the actions that you're willing to take or that you avoid, perhaps. Those are actions, too. Avoiding is an action. So the first thing that I want you to do, I have, I think, nine tips, is the first thing that we all need to do when we're trying to make deeper connections with the people around us, it first starts with us. We need to think about what it is that we bring to the party. What is unique about you? Because when we look at you, there is no one like you at all in this world. You have such a unique personality. You have unique gifts. You bring a lot to the relationships that you participate in. The world is so lucky. You truly all are a gift. And so I really want you to focus on that about yourself. Look at what you bring to the party. It may be your kindness, a gentleness that maybe you have. You might be a very honest friend. You might be concerned about the rights of others. You might be passionate about mental health. There's so many things that are unique about you. And I want you to focus about that. You could even take some time, maybe after we're done our call, and do a little journaling about that. You could ask your parents or your siblings, what do I bring to the party? What is unique and special about me? And when I'm talking about the party, I'm talking about like the party of life. It doesn't mean that you have to be an extroverted person, shy, quiet, reserved. We all have gifts. We're all very worthy, okay? That's the most important thing to think about. Tip two. Tip two is when we need to make new friends, when we need to deepen a relationship, it is not going to feel comfortable. We have to leave our comfort zone. And we can do this. It doesn't have to be a giant step outside of our comfort zone, but it has to be little continual steps that we do. And it's letting people see a little bit about 
you. It could be sharing. One thing that we can do when we're trying to get to know somebody else, the last workshop, people like people who are vulnerable. We found out that people who make small mistakes are more relatable. They're more, they're seen as more kind and popular in a sense. So sharing like a vulnerability with someone. We don't want to share like our deepest, darkest secret right off the bat, but acknowledging, wow, I was a little nervous on that test. Or if someone else shares, I get nervous. You could say, oh my gosh, I have had that happen too. Yeah, that is hard when that happens, isn't it? And then you can share, you could ask them, when did that last happen for you? What was the hardest thing? So when we ask that who, what, when, where, why, how questions, those open-ended questions, we get more information and then we could share a little bit. So there, that's that connecting part. So there's value really in letting people know a little bit about you. It's, there's value in letting yourself be vulnerable and being seen, but it does take first stepping outside of that comfort zone. And then tip three, when we want to deepen a relationship, when we want to make new friends, we got to increase our contact. So increasing contact, it sounds like what Eva does. I love what she says. She goes around, she's saying hi to everybody. She's giving nice compliments to people. So even though it's not reciprocated back, maybe, I bet if we were to ask the people at Eva's school, is Eva like a kind, nice person? Or what do you think about Eva? People would say, oh my gosh, she's so nice. She's always happy or she's always so positive. And so there, by saying nice things, by smiling, by giving compliments, that is a way that she is increasing contact. Another way to increase contact is to ask friends how they're doing. It's to reach out to people. It's to increase the time that you spend with someone that you're wanting to get to know. If there's maybe someone that you can identify like that person at school, they look like they're nice. They look like they treat other people in a kind way. I think that would be a good person for me to probably try to get to know better. And one thing that you can do using their name, we know that was one of the psychological tips, complimenting them out loud in front of other people. That was one of the psychological tips. So increasing that contact with that person and then also being vulnerable with them and sharing. It doesn't always have to be where we're always sharing always nice things. We can say, oh my gosh, this weekend was so hard. I had this thing happen. And you could share your story. And then you could ask them a question, which brings them in is, have you ever had something like this happen? Or what was your weekend like? So there we're helping people learn the give and take by us teaching them that, by doing that with them. You can share and then you can ask them, like, what was it? Have you ever had something like this happen to you? That invites them to talk. Because we know that people like to talk about themselves. So if we can help do that back and forth a little bit by asking questions and then making a connection to what is connected, what's similar between us, that can really help. Tip four, 
is we really want to nurture our connections. So there may be people that you're really particularly close with, and it's good to keep nurturing those. But I have always found that having a big social basket sometimes can be helpful, having different pockets of friends. So if you're on a sports team, making sure that you're nurturing those connections, maybe even trying to do something outside of that event with someone. So say, for instance, you're on a basketball team. I know Grace plays basketball. If she were to then maybe after a basketball game, maybe she invites one of the girls on her team, like, hey, do you want, after our next game, do you guys want to go out and get ice cream? And maybe she invites one girl, or maybe she invites a couple girls. When we nurture those connections in other settings, that helps us feel more connected. And that can be places we can go when some relationships don't always feel as solid. If there is something going on in one area, you can have another connection that you've been nurturing that you can go to. Tip five is weeding out your negative social habits. Some of our negative social habits are gossiping, talking negatively about others. That leaves people wondering if when I'm not around, does she talk about me that way? Doing some of the things in terms of socially, like maybe are we interrupting people because we get excited and we start to talk over someone? Are we possessive of our friends, wanting someone to always be with us and getting jealous of maybe other connections? So looking at what would be a negative social habit that maybe you might be doing that could be hurting some of your relationships, being aware of that, and then just trying to counter those or be aware. Sometimes one negative thing that I do, I get so wrapped up in the conversation and I start to automatically think someone's sharing something and then I jump in and ask them a question before I've allowed them to finish the story. So that's one thing that I always have to be aware of, and sometimes I forget, and sometimes I have to then slow myself down and be aware that, hey, that was interrupting. They didn't get a chance to share the whole story. Let them share the story. Don't take the conversation in a different direction quite yet. So that's one thing that I need to do. Tip six is communicating through conflict. Oh, I see Lauren has a hand up. Sorry, Lauren. I just saw that. I was just going to say that sometimes like when my friends are talking and sometimes they do this too, I get like really excited to share something and I end up like interrupting them. Or sometimes like when I'm really excited to share something and I share it, they start sharing something in the middle of what I'm sharing too. Yeah. And I think it's, it's sometimes something that just happens, right? <laughs> and when we can just be aware, like, okay, that's something that I do. I'm going to just really practice holding back a little bit and making sure that I've allowed my friend to finish their story. Or if we notice, because I've done this where I've interrupted, I finally realized, wait, I'm going on my tangent. And so then I say, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Let's get back to you. What did you share, Lauren? I want to hear your story. You didn't get to finish it. And I'll redirect back to their story if I've made that and I can realize. And that sometimes when we model things in a group, if we start doing something, it can be a model for those around us to use and do as well. Thanks for sharing that, Lauren. 
communicating through conflict, when we have something that is going on in a relationship, if we're hurt, upset, frustrated, if there's an active problem where we really are actively fighting back and forth with friends, we really need to calm ourselves down, manage our, regulate our emotions so that we can communicate effectively and calmly. And it's not good to shut down and not talk to somebody. It's not good to then try to get people like on your side, like to go and complain about your friend and try to have other people say, oh my gosh, that was, she's so mean. What's up with her? That would not be communicating through conflict. Communicating through conflict is managing your emotions and then trying to talk with that person in a calm way. It could be doing the sandwich, the hamburger technique. It could be getting an eye message. Don't communicate through text though. Text does not, people feel like it feels like yelling. Things are so misunderstood. We really need to communicate in person or like on phone where people can hear your voice or FaceTime where they can see your face and hear you. Definitely avoid like email, text, things where people can't see you or hear you. Um, and then communicating for closeness. Communicating for closeness is where a lot of what you guys probably are doing, but it's asking questions. It's sharing your life with people. So that's sharing like some of your vulnerabilities. It's allowing people a chance to share what's maybe going on for them and maybe having a thing that you can share to say, that sounds tough. I'm so sorry. Or wishing a friend, like, I, I remember you have a test today. Good luck. That can really help a lot. Some of my former people that I've worked with, some of the things that they've talked about is that when you go below the surface, when you really ask real and deep questions and you give real answers too, it helps to draw a relationship closer, to feel like you really know someone. If you see a friend that's having a hard time, letting them know, hey, what's going on? I can tell you're having a hard day. Is everything okay? You want to talk? And maybe they share what's going on. So we want to try to share the same level with people. So if in Grace and Eva or in Lauren, if you have something where you always have a friend that is sharing to you, I want you to try to find a way that you take some space to share something that would be on the same emotional level that you could talk about. And you could just say, you could start off like, oh my gosh, I just wanted to share something with you real quick. This happened. And that's just letting them know that you want some of the attention. You want to claim a little bit of the floor. So what the girls have said is what they've learned is that when you talk to people that you trust about your feelings, it's a relief. Sometimes we hold things in and it, when we can actually share what's going on, it makes us closer. It makes a relationship deeper. Even just saying to someone a compliment, I think you're awesome and amazing and I'm here for you. Just having something that you can, like if I were to hear someone say, I think you're awesome and amazing and I'm here for you. That would make me feel fabulous. Tip eight, 
I want you to be your best self on social media. Really, if you, I know a lot of you maybe really aren't on it that much, but if you are just being your best self, being positive, not being mindful of judgments that you might be making, negative thoughts that you might be having. If you're having comparison, you're falling into a comparison trap and you're having some of these spotlighting. Last week, we talked about some of the different negative, automatic negative thoughts that happen. So look at, are you having some distorted thoughts? And is that impacting in how you feel and how you're connecting? Tip nine, be more and think less. A lot of times we get trapped in our head. We get trapped in a story. We sometimes get trapped in a label that we put on ourselves or we get into mind reading and we think that we know what people are thinking about us. What I want you to do, we need to get into action. Action is where we step out of our fear. It's where we end up feeling more connected. And so if we think so much in our head and we try to replay a thing that happened with a friend, we're ruminating. We're just rolling through that problem again and again, and we're just making it grow. So what we need to do is we need to just actually be more active, just be with our friends, do things, ask questions. And that means for some of you, that means claiming some space and sharing what's going on for you. Tip 10. Oh, wait. Tip 10. I want you, and it sounds like for some of us, we need to practice balance. If you're the one always being there for the friend, if they're always calling to share or every day at lunch, they're just unloading. What we need to do is we need to look at ways that we can pull back a little bit, how we can shift and redirect and like using some of those psychology tips and tricks. So that may be if you have the friend that is always just going through their whole day at recess or at lunch and you're like, oh my gosh, that's all they talk about is saying something like, wow, you're so open and I love how much that you are open and willing to share. I wanted to tell you something that's been going on with me. So we've put a compliment out there. And when we know from the psychology tips and tricks, when we put a compliment out there that people are open and they share, they then see that about us. So then we claim the floor a little bit in putting our story out there, okay? So look at balance. Look at, is this relationship healthy? And then this is basically, I feel like Eva wrote <laughs> this tip. This was a, one of a former client, Jade. One of her tips was like, you'd be nice to everyone, but don't do it in a phony way. Make sure you feel real and that when you feel real, if you really feel the compliment, then it's going to come across as sincere. And if you aren't real, other people feel that fakeness and it feels insincere. So when you want to connect with someone, if there's something that you're noticing and you like it, that's real. That's something that then you should say. And that really helps a connection. And this other tip that sounds like Eva as well. I smile and I say hi to people all day long, no matter where I am. I like to smile and pass on good vibes to people. School can be stressful and depressing and being friendly to people, even if you don't know them, 
keeps my attitude positive. So that was Caitlin. So one thought that I have, oh, and I just see Lauren says her mom texted, oh, she's gonna have to go to dinner. And I think she already had to jump off. So I didn't see that text, but sorry, Lauren, that we missed you at the end. One thing that we can try to also do is as we're trying to get more balance in our relationships and our connections, look at how, where you put your energy. So for Grace, if you feel like all these people maybe come to you and they're always needing your help or you're trying to solve this, maybe putting back on them like, oh my gosh, I know you can handle this. You can do it. And then shifting the conversation, trying to shift it to something else, taking a question and asking them something else that might be something that you can also share about. So redirecting things in a different way can help and trying to shift out of some roles that we serve and looking at, is it helpful for me to always be doing, because we don't want to be used, right? We want to be connected, but we don't want to do things just because we're worried someone won't like us. That would be a sign of an unhealthy relationship. I'll share more in, there's a course that you guys have access to, and I'm going to share some other signs of toxic relationships and what healthy boundaries would look like so that you guys can also have that information. I'll send it as an email to your parents as well as a video. Oh, thank you, Grace. I'm glad that you thought that was a good tip. So check in with me. What are you guys, I know this was quick. I know this was like a lot of me sharing things, but I appreciate what you guys shared with me. What is your takeaway or something that you're going to try to use from this workshop as you go into this next week of school? What's something that you might try? Uh, Grace? Oh, I don't hear you yet, Grace. I, don't, I think it's still muted. Sorry, I think it was. I think that I'm going to do the one where it says nurturing all your relationships because I really relate to that because sometimes I like quote unquote ghost people for no reason. And it's like, sorry, I, because I'm like an introvert and I just sometimes like I need to recharge after big social, like when I'm socializing with people a lot and sometimes it's, I like almost feel, I like really feel really bad because like I didn't mean to, or I'm just, yeah. And, and that's, and that can be something that you share about yourself. So people know, oh, I didn't, because I think a lot of times people think, oh, an introvert is someone who is shy. An introvert is not someone who's shy. An introvert is someone who gets their energy from having downtime. An extrovert is someone who gets their energy from interacting. It doesn't mean that they're sh you know, shy or not. You can have a shy extrovert. So that's good that maybe, yeah, okay. And sometimes also we get wrapped up into certain relationships because maybe they take a lot of our time that we forget that there's the other ones that maybe to nurture. I love that, Grace. Thank you for sharing that one. Eva. Thank you. What will you take into this next week, Eva? I think that just... Like in general, like respecting people's like space and boundaries a little bit more and like learning, almost learning like how they react to certain stuff. Yeah. And I think Eva, I don't know if you had a chance to watch last week's workshop. I know you guys lost your internet last week. I did. Yeah. So that may be just thinking sometimes about, okay, 
maybe there's like a, a psychology tip that I can use right here that might help me feel like more connected. That sometimes it can be so hard, but I like that. I like what you shared. And the one thing that like I'll say about all of you, you all just, you know, what you bring to the party, you all have something so unique. And so even if relationships aren't going exactly how you want, don't let that be your view of yourself. Okay. So don't think that it's something about you. A lot of times it's just people aren't always aware. Thank you, Eva. Is there anything else that you wanted to share? Nope. Awesome. Thank you. I'm was so nice getting to see you. Mia, what are you taking into the next week? I will respect more people's boundaries. I feel that too. Okay. Like not like pushing, oh, why didn't she take them back or something? I would be like, oh, maybe they need some alone time or something. Okay. Some downtime. Yeah. So not, yeah. Respecting their boundaries, not taking it personally. It's not about you. Maybe it's, there's other things that are going on. Not writing a story inside your head. I like that. And Caroline, how about you? I, so my friends, we kind of had to fight and I don't know, we're not friends anymore apparently. Anyway, so we kind of, we got to stop like really talking on text. And I promise, because I have so much arguments on like our text that we got to stop doing that. We actually have to like talk about the thing is like when you call and talk about it it's just kind of awkward so it's just like we really gonna do that but anyway so yeah we're not that's, that's so good that you noticed that caroline i think yeah and maybe even just saying in a text like hey guys i feel like i don't want to add to the problem i can see that we this just keeps going in a cycle and maybe if we can find a time where we can all talk in person yeah because i feel if we actually said like person things will be better because like we're not friends anymore and stuff and yeah yeah do you think that the relationships can heal or do you think and i broke up with us so it wasn't our fault like really basically we just lost interest in our relationship so we're just like okay okay so sometimes yeah so sometimes it's and that's good it was like yeah, a little surprised but it was just like so sometimes do you think it's like moving on from the relationship maybe? Yeah, it, it was just like really weird because they just wrote it on like you know, and they just gave it to us. Oh, wow. That's so weird. Yeah, that's what very unkind. Yeah, that's so hard when you have something like that happen. I'm sorry that's happened that's like, to you. Yeah. Guys, I am so glad that you all were here. I'm so thankful for what you shared. I hope that there's, I appreciate what you've taken from it. If there's more that I can do to help support you, for the ones in the Brave Tribe, you can always send something into the community page and we can talk about it. For Eva and Grace, you guys always can send me an email. I'm always happy to answer. I get to see Grace sometimes, so then we can always see each other. But And you're always welcome here in the Brave Tribe. Everybody's always welcome here. So we'll have more workshops. Thank you so much. We've gone over, so I really want to make sure we get off for those that have things that they still need to do but thank you poka poka sweet friends as we always say in the brave tribe poka poka take care let me know how you do i'm going to send an email out later also just checking in to see how are things going as you're using some of the things we've talked about so feel free caroline did you raise your hand again it was it was sorry i forgot to put it down oh, okay that's okay i didn't know it, it everything shifted so i didn't know if maybe you'd put it back up 
So sweet friends, take care. And I cannot wait till I see you the next time. It was great getting to have you all here. And for those that watch this in the replay, I can't wait to hear how this is for you. So feel free, you can add comments onto the page if there's something that you want us all to be aware of. So thank you, sweet friends. See you Bye, soon. Poka Poka. Poka Poka. Bye, 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 friends. Bye. Bye, Eva. It was so good having you.